Welcome to the new Teacher Talk podcast. We are helping you find your passion, learn your craft, and share your successes. Welcome, everybody. How's it going, Pablo? It's going good, Wes. How you doing, buddy? You know, I am tremendous. We are back. Back. We're back for season two of the new Teacher Talk with Pablo and Wes. I yes. am Pablo. Yes. I'm Wes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a minute, but we are back. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? Hope you are well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it has been um, a year. It's been a year since we started the podcast, and so we are back with season two and looking forward for some more good topics to uh, jump in on. And uh, what do we have on the docket today, Pablo? Today we're going to be talking about fun learning ideas outside of the classroom. And I can remember when I was in the classroom, and especially when I was a new teacher, you know, you confine yourself, your students and yourself yeah. to the four walls of the classroom, and we often forget that there is a big world There's outside. There's a huge world outside. Just outside. You know, yep. just outside. That's all you need to do is just open that door. Yeah. Step outside. So what we're going to do today is talk about concrete ideas that you can do simply by opening your classroom door and walking outside with your students, and we're going to give you, I don't know, 20, 25, 150 ideas. That's pretty aggressive but yeah at least three we're gonna (laughs) give it a go and i think there a lot of these things you already know but again it's it's just a reminder especially if you're a new teacher or you're in your first year you're still very consumed with a lot of the ongoings or things that are happening within your school site and and you know yeah it's busy yeah and, and a lot of times i think we know about these possibilities but we also feel like that's an extra layer of complexity Um, actually sometimes i think you will find in some of these ideas it's a layer of simplicity and it actually helps with focus and helps with motivating and engaging students so um, hopefully you find that to be true and not just like hey yeah i had a lesson and now you want me to go sit on the lawn and do that same lesson um, and it's much more difficult to get my students motivated and and manage them Um, i don't think that's the case no, no. And speaking of the lawn, I'm just going to get, get started yeah, here. Yeah, uh, So every year, it didn't have to be uh, Earth Day, but that's kind of what prompted it initially was to kind of turn off the lights in my classroom okay. and take the learning outside. Yeah. So um, we kind of prepped it with the families that were in my classrooms. I taught uh, sixth grade math and science, but you could definitely do this with the younger students and older students as well is definitely just uh, shut down the lights in your classroom and prep it. And the prep is easy. Yeah. Um, well, it was in my case, I thought, that I still was able to teach, if you needed to teach from the front of the classroom or you don't have any technology, that you use either uh, the smaller kind of clipboard whiteboards, so every student had one, oh, yeah. and they could show and share their work. And you could also have just a smaller... Uh, whiteboard that would be at the front, maybe on an easel of yeah, some sort. Sure. And so, yeah, I just did it right out the outside of my classroom. We had a nice little patch of grass, yeah. and uh, students brought their own uh, blankets and or towels to lay on. Yeah. And a lot of the parents actually donated some of the canopies. Oh, that's uh, cool. That, so, because we did have some sunny days. We're rolling over the in co- style. Yeah, yeah. We were, <laughs> we were good. People were just, I mean, the students really had a lot of fun and definitely wanted to do it on multiple days. And, uh, and I took them up on that later on in the year, but that is something that you can do to go have fun and fun learning outside. And it was really simple to do. Yeah. I I love that idea that, um, just asking the families for like, Hey, do you have a canopy or an easy up or a pop-up? 
because sometimes you know they're involved in sports and soccer and camping and and they may have that sitting right there in their garage and just to get it out dust it off and bring it to the school for you to use for that um, yeah. it's just an easy way to engage families and parents so um that's that's great i love that idea um i'm gonna just hop on that um so one of the i taught high school um for most of my years and so one of the simplest uh activities i would do is uh we had journals where we'd write an opening reflection um you know five minutes or something like that so you can easily take those kind of paperback mm, journals mm -hmm. and and pencils and i mean you could do it with devices too battery powered but just go outside and say hey pick a spot in the quad we're just going to sit for five minutes and you're going to write your journal now the be benefit of that is you're changing up the scenario you're changing up the social dynamics the People in the seating chart are normally right next to yeah, each other, yeah. love it or hate it. Now they have freedom to go, oh, I could sit under the evergreen tree across the quad from Jimmy and I don't have to, you know, be right next to him. Or I can get by the girl that sit right next to the girl <laughs> I'm interested in talking to. Um, but that's just a simple um, activity and it just it just changes up the dynamics and the, the experience of being outside, fresh air. I mean, uh, again, we, you know, we're in California, so we talk about the heat or the sun. Yeah, you have to be mindful of that. You might want to tell kids ahead of time, hey, uh, bring a <laughs> bring your sunscreen. <laughs> we're going outside tomorrow. Um, but I think what you said there, the, the one word was simple. Simple is key. I yeah. mean, you do not have to do a lot of planning for this. Um, again, as a new teacher, and, and that's what this podcast is all about, and this is beneficial to anybody, but... The idea is to take some things off your plate and remember to breathe. Yeah. Especially when you start a year, and that, and you know we are in April here, and, yeah. and, and we're finishing up April, and we're on the home stretch. So now is a good time too. Now is a good time yeah. to start breaking things up a little bit, and and you know your students by now. Yeah. You know the, yeah. you know the the squirrely ones, <laughs> yeah, and everything else. So uh, you know, just keeping it simple is key. Yeah. And there's um, there's another thing you reminded me about is that um, when you're when you go outside you have well one you prompted me it, in many places um, we're clearing winter and we're getting into sunny weather so maybe you haven't had access to like sidewalks um, maybe they're they're wet or they're covered with ice but around this time they dry off or in California they're always dry and you can use chalk uh, to write on the sidewalks so you could take something as simple as we could diagram sentences, you know, I was an English teacher, a single subject English teacher, and we could take uh, sentences and diagram them, have the students writing on them, and you're you're changing their perception of the writing yeah. task because yeah. all of a sudden they're writing in six-inch high letters versus tiny little cramped handwriting on the, on the paper, and you're giving them the sense of color and freedom, and they're playing with art and language. Um, they could write anything. Of course, it'd be probably counterproductive to say let's write a paragraph or an essay but you you get my you get my drift you can you can take anything that requires writing put it on the sidewalk and the quad and then you, the benefit is other people walk by and they go oh who did who left the grammar lessons in the quad <laughs> mr <laughs> creasel's class <laughs> yeah there you go there you go another uh another thing that you can take outside and do and maybe this is for the for the younger students but um do or start looking for sticks and or rocks or stones to do a variety of different activities whether they be crafts with the actual sticks that you um, 
that you find out outside. But the other the other thing might be do storytelling with the sticks that you find. Maybe you go initially just to go find the sticks outside. You mm-hmm. go kind of on a little field trip hunting for these sticks and then bring them back inside, glue them to the paper and tell the story with the sticks, but then go ahead and on that writing tip, go ahead and write a fictitious story or maybe 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 it is a true story about something that's happening in your life yeah. whatever the 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 theme or the topic is does not matter yeah but the idea was to go out and kind of kinesthetically move yeah. and get out of the classroom but also be conscious of like i need small sticks i need big sticks like mm. start to pre-plan it out a little bit as you're kind of going through that walk so that's a simple one and the other thing is you can use stones and rocks to um, maybe even in conjunction with chalk to if you're one of the younger, maybe your kinder or first grade, mm-hmm. that you're outlining numbers with the chalk mm. and maybe you would preset those. And then you're actually finding enough rocks and or stones to place over those numbers right. uh, or letters, yeah. whatever yeah. you're studying at the time. So those are very simple to do, fun, engaging for the students as long as they're not throwing those stones around. I'm sure. Yeah. I like how you brought in <laughs> sticks and stones. You can teach we'll them that rhyme. Bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another um, idea that um, you brought to mind is um, we used to give vocab words that students were supposed to learn. They would be tested on. Uh, them on Friday, not my greatest pedagogical, you know, um, moment, but uh, there were vocab words that we taught. So I would have them write skits and they would put the vocab words into the skits. And so one of my memories about teaching outside is we then broke up into groups and they had groups that were doing the skits and we went outside to rehearse. So instead of, you know, 36 students, um, I forget what the square footage is of a classroom in California, 980 square feet or something like that. You know, instead of 36 students cramped up in that space, you say, hey, go with your small group out in the quad. I'm going to stand in a central location, kind of supervise, um, oversee. But then they have room to rehearse and they're not, you know, loud in somebody else's ear and they're trying to concentrate and they, they're not able to concentrate. So just using the uh, outside area for uh, like an expanded rehearsal space. So that was... That was one that um, that I remember going outside. And so s- there's different layers of complexity. Yeah. Um, that's sure. not that hard. You take out a piece of paper with your, your – um, they've written the dialogue ahead of time, and then you say, hey, we're going to go out and rehearse for 15 minutes. And I think going back to simple that I don't know that all of these have to have a high level of complexity either, that mm-hmm. – a lot of times that these types of events or opportunities, I should say, allow students to decompress and, and just change. And that's the yeah. whole idea of changing the environment, yeah. yes. uh, the learning environment. So, um, you know, just simply walking outside cha- flips the script, so to speak. Yeah. And I think it's it's important to allow students some of that breathing. Th- I mean, breathing room. You don't have yeah. to do it all the time. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I think it's a it's an easy way to generate uh, a sense of kind of uh, a little less anxiety, less being cooped up, less being um, structured. You you kind of imbue the lesson with a little bit of freedom and relaxation, uh, fresh air. That's always good. Um, we do have I have another one. This was a little more complicated. Okay. Um, and that is and this is probably familiar to most people is the egg drop. Is, yeah. is, you know, in, in science, we would, um, I did this in my high school experience, we would design some sort of structure to protect an egg from dro- drop Love from it. 20 feet. Yeah. However, I was an English teacher. Uh-huh. So the, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the honors English students are going, what, why are we designing 
I said, just trust me, just trust me. So they put their planning in, um, and then I would go on top of the, the library building, drop the, the eggs, and they would record whether um, they were damaged and how much. And then when we come back, and the whole goal for me was to capture their writing after the fact, to whether it was a reflection or kind of a technical piece of writing, their um, ability to write out, here's what I would change going forward. So all the types of writing that you could imagine, uh, you, could, you could do kind of like emotional, like writing about like, how did you feel about this? Mm -hmm. Technical writing about like, what were the, the steps? If you had to give your egg as it is and your structure to another group and tell them how to fix it, then what would those written instructions be? And then you could actually run the whole experiment again and see, yeah, you thought you knew, but what were your technical instructions good enough to help somebody else um, implement? Um, so there were a lot of ways that you could spin that, but the goal is, it's um, I would call it a heuristic. It's like an, something that's just there to motivate people to draw them into the real learning. I mean, they're not trying to learn about you know engineering, uh, in an English class, but it, you're drawing them in through that activity. Not very nice. The uh, the eggs got me thinking about chickens, and uh, okay, <laughs> you guys can use this joke out there. I usually botch all these jokes, but let's see how this one goes. Why did the chicken leave one playground, cross the road, and go to the other playground? Uh, yeah, I, I, know, I know, I know. To get to the other slide. Yes. What now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to use that one, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't see that coming Woo. at all. Woo. Hey, so another, uh, the, um, what is it? The escape rooms. They're very popular these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, escape rooms or yep. breakout EDU. Yep. Super popular last few years. And um, before uh, break rooms. Break rooms. B breakout. Breakout, break rooms, yeah. <laughs> but before them, there there have always been scavenger hunts yes. and geocaching to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah. And if you don't know what – you know what scavenger hunts are, but if you don't know what geocaching yeah. is, it's essentially um, kind of a map-based, location-based mm -hmm. kind of really scavenger, scavenger hunt. hunt. Yeah. yeah, well said. But you're <laughs> using coordinates yeah. in an outdoor yeah. area. And that's a super way to, you know, hide clues about your content yeah. or your subject. Yeah. It could be simple as, hey, you have you have math problems there that they have to, you know, it could be a race of some sort yeah. that they have to find the clues to get to get access to those to that content, yeah. whatever it might be. And that's a real fun way to yeah. get outdoors as well, either geocaching and or doing good old fashioned scavenger hunts. Yeah. And so you're kind of sparking curiosity and people's uh interest and wonder and drawing them into that activity through the uh the hunt as it were yeah 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 um that actually made me think of we did something last summer with new teachers um uh, we did a district office scavenger hunt where we had them indoors for part of the day um this is a very timely memory um and then at a certain point we said hey we've told you about these things and these resources and now you're going to go in groups and you're going to go explore and find them and I think they had to take selfies and post them on Twitter with the district hashtag um, as evidence of their learning you know go find you know the front receptionist go find the payroll technician very important person to know <laughs> yes um, and so we use social media with the um, uh, new teachers to post their results um, but you could do that in whatever learning management system you have, discussion boards. You can post that in Google Classroom. Um, the learning evidence can be uh, shared online, and then there can be follow-up discussion about that. 
Um, so one of the features of the school I worked at is that we had large bulletin boards. And while this wasn't technically outside the building, it was outside my classroom. And we would sign up to have um, kind of do a bulletin board for a month and we'd put up a display. And so um, the students were reading novels and doing literary analysis. And so they would create these large displays of like butcher paper and cutouts and artwork and then they would put their quotes and the literary analysis so the things that we were doing in like a spiral bound notebook that they tucked in their backpack all of a sudden got kind of blown up and enlarged so that their you know their literary analysis is like 10 foot high with um i just remember we read all quiet on the western front and so they kind of had these silhouette figures of soldiers and the literary analysis and it just took it to a whole other level almost like billboard type learning like here's my learning large so that not not only do we experience it for the moment that we're creating it but it's it becomes part of the um the decor of the the indoor hallway for the english building i like that a lot and and, you know on that same tip that you could you can create decor with certain tools such as chalk chalk is simple we go back to keeping it simple you can get chalk at the dollar store bring it on in and again you do any kind of content you want yeah. out on the the blacktops, and a lot of times it looks really good. and And we mm-hmm. just actually yeah. um, had the opportunity to visit one of our junior highs, yeah. where they um, intentionally had artists from the community, yeah. uh, former students, yeah. and then a- the actual students that were in their school, and they did a pancake breakfast along with kind of a chalk walk. Yeah, chalk, like fully, you know, chalk, like Vincent Van Gogh paintings replicated, you know, six foot by eight foot. Or, yeah. um, it was really, really beautiful, really intense. It um, was incredible. Yeah. It showed me how non-artistic <laughs> I am. <laughs> and I thought I was somewhat artistic, but wow. Yeah. There was some, there was some great uh, work there. Yeah, I think, I think that's good. Um, I think this is just kicking off kind of a topic. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter and Instagram. Um, We'll put up a post and just say, hey, comment with your favorite ideas to uh, engage students outside the classroom walls. And we want to hear from you. So just consider this a a kicking off point, a starting point. And um, we look forward to engaging with you uh, after that. Yes, Yeah, and no, I just wanted to give out a shout shout out out. to Teaching Mrs. Bunker on Instagram. Um, She has just gotten back into teaching. I think this is her first year, and and, uh, she listens to our podcast or had at least some previous episodes, and she gave us a shout out on social media. So we want to reciprocate with a shout out to her. Check her out and and give her some support because we do appreciate our teachers, new and experienced. All yeah, yeah. Teaching Mrs. Bunker, Mrs. Bunker on Instagram, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, and you know, I, I don't know uh, how much you know about podcasting, but we do use Anchor, uh, which is a podcasting app, and we have recently turned on this feature where you can donate. So hey, if you want to buy us a coffee, you can just find uh, find us on Anchor.fm and click the little support. Um, you can buy us a coffee give us five bucks and uh, uh just yeah. encourage it just just cheers up you know it, sometimes it, it, it can be less it, you know maybe it's a, a dollar it's a 7-eleven a slurpee yeah yeah it's fine yeah it's fine yeah that's all good we appreciate you listening yeah yeah and most of all we'd love to hear from you give us comments and uh drop us a review five star rating and review on itunes and i think that's it for this episode that's all we got we'll it's see you right. next time see ya 
Connect with us on social media at Pablo and Wes. On Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and all the podcast places on the web like iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Overcast. And remember to get your free special gift at pabloandwes.com slash gift. Yay! <laughs> <laughs>